Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Train Talks podcast. Before we get into the podcast, I want to apologize for not making the podcast in over a week. I'm really, really sorry about that, guys. A lot of have stuff. I've been busy with the YouTube channel, trying to get the channel to 900 subscribers and get that get that 1,000 and stuff like that. And I've just been going through some things behind the scenes uh, with the universe mode as we are going uh, for YouTube as we're so close uh, to NXT TakeOver Chicago and Money in the Bank. So I'm getting some stuff done for the universe mode and I'm getting some stuff done on YouTube. And I've just been spending time with my girlfriend. That's why um, I haven't been um, on here as much and doing the podcast. I still love doing these podcasts. I have so much to talk about. Man, so much to talk about today, this, this week. Just in general. Because... This week was a big week. I mean, seriously. I mean, the last couple weeks that I, I think I missed like two weeks on here. The last couple weeks have been big. They have been very big, and I have a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about. Um, the first podcast for this week, before we get, uh, besides this week in WWE, which will be Thursday, um, we're going to talk about stomping grounds or rematch grounds. Yes. Um,. This was a show that I didn't care about at all. I didn't really was interested in it. I didn't, you know, the build was god awful. You know what I'm saying? And WWE was practically lazy with getting to this show. I mean, I, it was basically rematches from Super Showdown, Money in the Bank, and uh, what else? What else? Um. The, the other preview I, I, at the WrestleMania, I forgot. You know, these previews are so unmemorable. You you forget about them. Um, basically, re- it was a, it was the rematch grounds. I call it we I called it the rematch grounds, uh, all all the way up until Sunday, all the way. Um, I heard WWE backstage morale was down. WWE didn't care about this show. I didn't care about this show. You didn't care about this show. I mean, seriously, why would you care about a rematch grounds? That, that's that's literally all it was. Rematches, um, glorified rematches. Rematch, rematch, rematch. That's all it was. That's all this show was, and it's pathetic. God awful, bail to this show. God awful. Um, and you know I didn't watch Monday Night Raw the last two weeks. I didn't watch SmackDown the last two weeks. I skipped Raw and SmackDown the last two weeks, and still knew the story for half of these matches. And that's a shame. A damn shame. WWE needs to do better getting to these shows. Now I heard that um this um um pay-per-view was a fresh start backstage as uh Vince and WWE are trying to get on the fresh start envelope as we get towards SummerSlam and Extreme Rules in July and August. Now I hope that this was a fresh start. Legitly. Because if they give me this lazy booking for SummerSlam, WWE is in big trouble. Because SummerSlam is their last big pay-per-view before all elite wrestling comes around. And we'll get to AEW fanboys uh, on tomorrow. Because I got I got, I got got something to say about them. I'm, I am good. We'll have that podcast uploaded tomorrow at 12 o'clock noon. So make sure you guys are stay tuned. That's 12 o'clock noon. That's going to be 1 o'clock Eastern time. I'm going to talk all about the AEW fanboys. Why some AEW fans get on my last nerves. And maybe not want to check out um, Ole Wrestling in, in October. 
You know what I'm saying? I, I still might not check them out anyway because I have other shows to watch on Tuesday night anyway. I might check. It, it depends if it's a, if it's 7 for me and it ends at 9 o'clock, which I think it's going to be. Um, I will might check it out. I might, ch- I might check it out. Might. I might. But back to WWE. SummerSlam's their last big show until all indie wrestling comes knocking on their corner. You know what I'm saying? SummerSlam and All Out is in the same month. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. Um, And WWE has been giving us god-awful build. And we don't even know where they're going for SummerSlam. I can't predict what's going to be the SummerSlam match card. But if, Bar- but if Baron Corbin's fighting Seth Rollins for the, for the 1,000th time, I'm, I, I'm going to complain. I'm really going to complain. What's best... For WWE is they need to do a they they, they, they need at least a fatal four for the Universal Championship at SummerSlam at least because I don't want to see Baron Corbin versus Seth Rollins again. This feud hopefully ended at um tonight at Super uh, Stomping Grounds, but the build was bad. How was the show? It was not that bad at all. Not bad at all. I didn't. I really have a few minor complaints. Um, for this show, but this show was not bad. This was probably the best WWE show we have seen since WrestleMania 35. I'm dead serious. Legitly. The build was terrible, but it turned out to be a great show. You know what I'm saying? The WWE Championship and Universe Championship matches were terrible. Very, 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 very bad. Um, which we'll talk about later on in this podcast. But... The everything else I had no problem with. I really had no problem with everything else on the show. None at all. Everything else delivered, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? That, 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 that's just me. This was a 6 out of 10. Uh, I gave WrestleMania 35, when I reviewed that, a 7.5 out of 10. So this was probably, this is the highest reviewed pay-per-view I've done for WWE. Since WrestleMania 35. Money in the Bank was a 5. The preview for that was a 4. The preview for that was a 3. Um, so, this is the highest review preview I've did since WrestleMania 35. The wrestling on this show was great. But the thing that holds it back was the build. If the build was somewhat better, it would probably be a 7.5 or 8 out of 10. If the build was good. That's just, that's just me. A lot of fans were praising this show, and I give them credit for praising this show. But this show was not perfect. No, 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 no. It was not. That main event was awful, and that WWE Championship match was awful. I'll talk about it later on. It's an unpopular opinion, but yes, both main event title worthy matches were terrible. The women's championship matches were better than, 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 than the Universal and WWE Championship matches. That's just me. That is just me. Start out with the pre-show. Uh, we're live. We were live from Tacoma, Washington. I believe it's called some dome in Washington. Uh, Tacoma Dome. I don't know. I don't know what's it called, but y'all can correct me uh, on Twitter. What the what the uh, dome was called? I, I I don't know what's it called. Um, and uh, the pre-show was actually fantastic, fan freaking tastic. Um, the Cruiserweight Championship match, Drew Gulak, Akira Tozawa, and Tony Nese. Um, this match was amazing. The best match on this card, in my opinion. Nothing came close to this. 
I mean, the fans were invested in this match. Surprisingly, half of the crowd was there to see this match go down. And WWE really did a good job placing this match in the pre-show. They talked about all the rematches that were on the show. Uh, I think besides the tag SmackDown Tag Team Championship match, United States Championship match, every single match on the on the show was a rematch from either Super Showdown or Money in the Bank. Literally. Oh, and uh, Bailey and, and, and Alexa Bliss, but we've seen that a thousand times already, so I I, I don't count that. It it, it was technically still the rematch because we've seen that a thousand times. But um, this did this Cruiserweight Championship match was great. Really, really enjoyed it. Hot freaking fire! The in-ring chemistry between these three performers was off the chart, as the high flying and stiff styles of Nissan Tozawa meshed perfectly with Gulak's power game to produce a thrilling spot fest. Featuring a handful of well-timed saves. The pace was off the charts and the high spots were extremely memorable. Including a senton off the top rope on Tozawa that broke up Gable's Gulak submission attempt on Nice. The finish came after Nice was sent outside the ring. And Gulak landed a torture rack neck break on Tozawa for the one to do men. May the dawn of the PowerPoint era begin. Drew Gulak for a better 205 Live. When well, I'm Mr. Gulak is your new... Uh, cruiserweight champion. Obviously, they they did not pin the champ Tony Nese because I am expecting a rematch uh, at Extreme Rules for the cruiserweight championship between Gulak and Tony Nese, which I am really really excited for. I cannot wait for that. That's gonna be absolutely spectacular. Two o five live and NXT is the best thing that WWE has on their um, weekly television. Pay-per-view, you know, you know what I'm saying? 205 Live is always great. NXT is always great. And NXT UK is always great. I have no problem with none of the matches that they, that they produce. Great job on Triple H to actually make the Cruiserweight Championship mean something. Because when it was in Vince McMahon's hands, we didn't give two craps about the Cruiserweight Championship. And that's a doggone shame. Now, uh, moving on to the... Um, Next match on the card, Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans. This is not that bad. Better than the Dolph Ziggler versus um, Kofi Kingston match. Lacey Evans has kind of grown on me. You know what I'm saying? She still shoved down our throats every single week. She's the Charlotte Flair of Raw. Um, she, she's still, because she's a blonde. Um, I am a military veteran. I am the hardworking woman of the female division, Lacey Evans. You know what I'm saying? She is the female Charlotte Flair, literally, in her promos and in her in-wing work. But anyway, but Charlotte Flair is better inside the ring. It's just that Charlotte Flair just is too much Charlotte. And um, and I'm really, really scared because Charlotte has not been in a program for a while. I'm really, really scared that they're going to give us Becky and Charlotte at SummerSlam. I'm really, really scared about that. We'll talk about that later. But, um, yeah. She is the female Charlotte Flair. Other women's division. She's getting pushed high to the moon, but she's not winning championships yet. Oh, it's going to happen, guys. Lacey Evans will be a Raw Women's Champion by the end of this year. Mark my words. Becky Lynch will not hold that title that long. I would not be surprised if Lacey Evans is... The Raw Women's Champion come November. Because I think Vince McMahon is thinking, oh yeah. A Lacey Evans versus Charlotte Flair at Survivor Series. I know he's thinking of it. 
I know he's thinking of it. So don't be surprised. Do not be surprised if Charlotte wins SmackDown with Michelle from Bailey at SummerSlam and Lacey Evans beats Becky Lynch at SummerSlam. I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised at all because I know Vince is thinking of Charlotte versus Lacey number two. Raw versus SmackDown at Survivor Series. And my God, if that happens, that will be absolutely terrible. Absolutely terrible. Garbage. But she's getting better in the ring. She's getting better in her mic skills. Lacey Evans has grown on me. She actually showed what she can do inside the ring. You know what I'm saying? People say, get her inside the ring. Why Why is she just punching people in the face? Let her wrestle inside that ring. She's still not as polished as most people in the, in the female division, but she's getting there. It's just a, she just needs to get into a program that she can exceed in and stay out of the Raw Women's Championship division for a while. I'm sick of Becky and Lacey. Please give me some thoughts on something else. But I, but I'm, I have a feeling after we've seen tonight, we're going to get more Becky and Lacey next month, which I'm really scared about. But um, overall, great match. I mean, de- not not great match. Decent match. Becky retains, obviously. Made sense. Becky's not losing the title no time soon. If I'm WWE, I will start calling Charlotte Flair up. I will start calling Charlotte Flair up right now to get Charlotte Flair on television. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Sasha Banks. I will start calling Sasha Banks up right now to get her back on TV. Saying that we're going to sell you Sasha Banks versus Becky Lynch. And Sasha Banks needs to win the Raw Championship by October. And go into Survivor Series and fight Bailey at Survivor Series. That's what I that's what I would do. We need Sasha Banks. We need that bad shit Sasha Banks back. Don't give a crap about people, Sasha Banks. That heals Sasha Banks against Becky Lynch at SummerSlam. That is the best match you could come up with for SummerSlam. Or give me Becky Lynch versus Ember Moon. Give me the Eclipse versus the man. I will take that and pay money for that. You need anything but Lacey Evans. Anything but Lacey and Charlotte. For, for, for SummerSlam. Either give me Sasha. Ember Moon. Or. Or. Um, somebody else. Like Naomi. That, that, that's, what they need to do. that's what they need to do. Because I'm sick of Lacey. And Charlotte. Hogging the Raw Women's Championship reign. And it's, really, and it's really making Becky's Raw Women's Championship reign look weak. And pathetic. So, they need, so WWE needs to change that. A. Sap. Change. Now. Like like, like, like Captain Ginyu with the body change. He says, change now. Vince McMahon, change now. Give Becky Lynch something else that is meaningful. Moving on. uh, Paul Heyman meets with failure, Corbin. Caught backstage coming out of Corbin's locker room. Heyman refused to acknowledge why he was speaking to Corbin. Speaking with Corbin instead, he deflected noted that Brock Lesnar may or may not be in attendance and may or, or and may or may not cash in tonight. Uh I Brock Lesnar will cash in his money in the bank at SummerSlam. I would not be surprised. Because I think Kofi Kingston's WWE title reign is coming to an end at SummerSlam. Because Brock will go into Fox with the WWE championship. He will he will go on SmackDown line, he goes to Fox with WWE title. Would not be shocked. Um the that led Corbin to come out and drop a sexual innuendo before saying that he has 
chosen already chosen referee who who will be competent and not favorite in the match. If you keep hanging around my locker room, you may you may make me think that you're here for something more than an interview. He quite. Ugh, Corbin. Nobody wants you. Ew. <laughs> I cringed a bit by that. I mean, seriously. Corbin, calm down. <laughs> she don't want you. She got a boyfriend already. <laughs> Anyways, failure being failure. I, I, I don't like Baron Corbin. I can't stand him. I really can't stand him. He, he's a bona fide failure. In 2017, he was likable. After he cut all his hair off, I, was, I, I, I am not a Baron Corbin fan. Ball head Corbin, I call him. And Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn take for, uh, take on the New Day. Um, I, I was actually pulling for the New Day to win this match since uh, Owens and Zayn won on SmackDown Live, but WWE actually gave us a shocking finish here, and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn won this match. And if I'm WWE, I will include the New Day, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, and Brian and Rowan. And the SmackDown Tag Team Championship picture with heavy machinery. I would do a big fatal four-way SmackDown Tag Team Championship match at SummerSlam. Because Owens and Zayn need to be fighting for Tag Team Gold. This match proved to you what Tag Team Wrestling is all about. I got NXT vibes watching this match. The crowd was on fire for this. Really. Tacoma was on fire for this. I really got NXT vibes. This proved to you that WWE needs to give these guys a tag team championship push. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn deserve it. The New Day needs to be back in the tag team championship division to put the tag team division back over. You know what I'm saying? They give that proper saying that, hey, New Day are the SmackDown tag team champions with Kofi Kingston being the WWE champion. I would love to see that. You know what I'm saying? And they didn't, they didn't win their sixth title ring. But they need to be in the tag team division and fighting for the tag team championships. Who's next in line for Brian and Rowan? Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Could you imagine the back and forth between Brian and Owens and Zayn? Take my money. I mean, it was great for WrestleMania 34 when, when, they, when, they, when they did it last year. Do it again. You add Rowan in there. Man, you, man, man, you got something right there, bro. You got something. Owens and Zayn should go for the tag team championships. Great match. Really, really enjoyed it. I give it I, I give it a a A minus. United States Championship match, Ricochet versus Samoa Joe. Shockingly, again, I thought WWE was gonna hold on and make this into a three match series where Ricochet finally wins it in Brooklyn. I'm, I'm sorry, I mean in Toronto at, at uh SummerSlam. Ricochet defeated Samoa Joe to win the United States Championship. I think this was the best thing that you could come up with, man. You know what I'm saying? This was the best thing you could come up with. Ricochet is United States Champion. Take my money. You know, the, the best outcome is Ricochet versus AJ Styles at SummerSlam. Now, WWE has teased a match between Ricochet and AJ, and AJ tonight on, on tonight on Raw. If I'm WWE, I would have Samoa Joe come out and interrupt this match. The reason why is... I want Joe and Styles to continue their feud while Ricochet is feuding with Samoa Joe. We have a three-three-way feud because I want a triple threat match at SummerSlam between Ricochet, Samoa Joe, and AJ Styles. That will blow the roof off the place. And you start with that match at SummerSlam, man, that will be amazing because I don't want Ricochet versus AJ Styles one-on-one yet. You gave us Rollins versus Styles too early. 
That was WrestleMania. That's that was WrestleMania 36 quality right there. Too early for that. I think you shouldn't rush this one. You should not rush this one. You you legit should not rush this one. I think Ricochet, AJ, and Joe will be perfect for SummerSlam. Triple threat for the United States Championship. That is money written all over it. And if WWE does that, man, you got something going here for the WWE, um, for the United States Championship. Make the United States Championship important again, you got something good. My original thoughts was that Samoa Joe was going to win this match via disqualification. And they're going to continue this feud until Rey Mysterio's son Dominic comes in. And we're going to get Mysterio uh, uh, Dominic versus Joe at SummerSlam. That was my original thought when Joe got the title back. But if I was WWE, I would I would I would have did a sixteen man tournament. It had two tournament matches on, on stomping grounds for United, for United States Championship and culminated at SummerSlam. But WWE ain't, ain't that smart. I mean, a couple of tournament matches would would have been like would have been on um on stomping grounds and Extreme Rules would have had to probably the semifinals and then you built the finals up to SummerSlam. And then and then Ricochet could have won the championship right there. Or, or you could have put AJ Styles in that tournament, gave R Truth the Raw, maybe. You know, so you could you could have put up and coming talent in that tournament. It would have been freaking amazing. No, that would it would have been absolutely the best thing in the world for, for everybody involved. Everyone involved, that would that would have been amazing. But WWE didn't do that. But either way, I am happy for Ricochet. Uh, and let's see what he does with the, with the WWE United States Championship. I can't wait. I can't wait to see where they go from here. The possibilities are endless for WWE if they're smart. I was just talking about this SmackDown, SmackDown Tag Team Championship match: Brian and Roy versus Head Machinery. Uh, Brian and Roy retain the title. Sir. I mean, Head Machinery gave a great performance. Great performance by Eric. Uh, uh, I'm not. Oh God. Thinking of thinking of freaking um, War Raiders or Viking experience. Oh Jesus Christ! Don't even mention them. Uh, D Tucker Knight and Otis Dosevich are freaking amazing, and they are going to be on custom becoming future tag team champion. The crowd was all into this match. I mean, especially for Daniel Bryan, they were doing, they were doing the yes chant. You know, they they they, they was giving giving me the vibes of when Daniel Bryan was the was the ba- top baby face in the entire company. The crowd was amazing for this match. And this match absolutely delivered. I really, really enjoyed it. Really, really did. This made Tucker and uh, and Otis look great. The main roster fans got to see them see what they're all about. And I'm really, really excited to see where WWE goes from here for the tag team division. Keep doing matches like this. Then people will start to come back to your program. This was amazing. Great job. SmackDown Live Women's Championship. Thank God. Finally. Alexa Bliss loses to Bailey. I legit I legit got scared. I thought Bailey was gonna was gonna lose. But WWE is actually trusting Bailey. And I really, really hope this continues. Now give me somebody in that SmackDown Live Women's Division. Give Bailey a fresh feud going into Money in the, uh, Extreme Rules and SummerSlam. And give me Bailey vs. Nikki Cross. I, that's why I think they eventually where they're going. I think Nikki Cross is going to snap, go back into her sandy ways, and we're going to get Nikki versus Bailey at SummerSlam, which I would not mind at all. 
that match will steal the show. In my opinion. I think that's the best match you can come up with for Bailey. Or oh, give me a fresh few. Give me a fresh few. Not Mandy Rose. Give me somebody in that women's division. Like Natalia or somebody. Give me something that Bailey, somebody that Bailey has not faced for that women's championship yet. And build it up nicely. Bailey needs somebody fresh. And Nikki Cross is the best one to do it. In my opinion. But that was it was a decent match. It was a, a, a traditional Bailey and Bliss match. I'm glad Bailey won. And let's see um where they go from here. The big dog that Michael Cole states versus Drew McIntyre. I literally I literally muted the TV. Uh whenever never Michael Cole about to say, Here comes the big I muted my TV and um I I I, I, I legit fell asleep for fifteen minutes. I didn't care about this. I did I I didn't care. It was a normal Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns match with Shane McMahon being there. I don't care about this feud anymore. And I don't care about these two men anymore. They need fresh feuds. McIntyre should be fighting Seth Rollins right now. Not worried about Roman Reigns in freaking June. Going into, going, into, going into July next week. Absolutely terrible. Terrible. I don't care about these two men at all. I don't care. I am good. Don't care. So, WWE needs to do something else. Because I am sick of Roman Reigns. I am sick of Drew McIntyre and their feud. They need something else in mind for these two men. But Reigns defeated McIntyre. Do you care? Of course you don't. This is all building towards a Roman Reigns versus Shane McMahon culmination match at SummerSlam that nobody would care about. WWE Championship match. Again, a match that I didn't care about. Kingston and Ziggler. I got, I got to give credit to the announcers here. They actually made this match a little bit more important than it really, really, really was. They went over the history of Kofi Kingston and Ziggler and... How Ziggler has had Kingston's number earlier in his career and all that stuff like that. That was great. You know, the scene was not that bad. Shockingly, from the world's worst announced team in professional wrestling, WWE. The Raw and SmackDown announced teams are some of the worst in wrestling, period. But it actually was good tonight. Thank goodness. Michael Cole was not commentating this match, so it was not as bad as you think. Um, but I still didn't care about the match. This match was terrible, in my opinion. A lot, a lot of people say that, that this match was not was not good. It really was not that good, man. I mean, it was just hard to sit through. And we knew the ending already. We knew that Kingston was going to retain. But I think the finish was the best thing. Ziggler was crawling out the cage and Kingston just leapfrogged out of the ring. Absolute beautiful spot, man. Absolutely, that was that was incredible. That ending made the made made the match, in my opinion. The ending made the match. Everything the, the match itself was just sloppy and just bland. I, I just didn't care about it. Lacey Evans and Becky Lynch did a better job than these two. The match itself, but the ending was great. The ending was freaking phenomenal. Amazing ending. Congrats to Kofi Kingston. Now move him on to something different, please. Seriously. I'm sick of Ziggler. Ziggler had his time and time and day. WWE don't trust Dolph Ziggler to hold, to hold the championship, which is a damn shame. 
I mean, because 2013, he proved that he was a credible champion to get, get behind, but he got injured. Ever since then, Ziggler has not been the same in WWE's eyes. Let's let Ziggler go back and go do his comedy shows and let move Kingston on to somebody else before Brock Lesnar cashes in. Because, in my opinion, Kingston has one more defense of the WWE Championship, and then the WWE Championship is going to Brock Brock in August. That's, that, 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 that's my opinion. Just that, just me. And finally, guys, the main event of the evening again didn't care about it at all. It was freaking terrible. His main event was awful. Lacey Evans is the worst choice for a referee I've ever seen. Worst choice. She's bland. Baron Corbin just proves to you why he does not deserve the Universal Championship, and never, and never will deserve the Universal Championship. Baron Corbin needs to be kicked in the face by Drew McIntyre tomorrow night and saying that we're sick and tired of you being in a Universal Championship picture. It's time for me and Rollins to duke it out. That's need to happen. Because I am sick and tired of Baron Corbin and Rollins. I mean, I would take Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins over these two. Seriously. I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it. They actually made Corbin look good. Eh, Decent here. Rollins was the bay fist that came that trumped it all. Um Lacey Evans did her did her part. As usual, she was biased. Cause you know, Rollins' girlfriend is Becky Lynch and she lost to her early on tonight. Blah blah blah. We know the story already. But this I just didn't care about. I didn't care about it at all. And that's a shame. Really, really, really is. A Seth Rollins match I didn't care about. And I love Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is one of my favorite superstars in the company. But I just didn't care about his match. His match was bland. And his match was boring to me. It really was. Boring. Um, but I, the ending was was cool. The stomp. And uh, the thing that made it was Becky Lynch just slapped Seth Rollins behind. That was great. That was absolutely great. Freaking amazing. Loved it. But overall, super... Oh, God. I'm thinking super short on Stomping grounds, or rematch grounds, was actually good. Six out of ten. If the build was better, and the WWE Championship and Universe Championship matches delivered, it would have been a 7.5 out of 10 on my, on my grading scale. But it's just that the last two matches were just awful to me. And boring. And with Reigns and Drew McIntyre. I mean, so that that was it. Um, I appreciate the support, guys. Uh, get this podcast a favor. Get this podcast a share on all your social media platforms. We're back with the podcasting. And I will have four more podcasts go up for Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And Friday um, of this week. So make sure you guys stay tuned. I will be recording the, the podcast for today and tomorrow um, on, uh, on on for, for, for today and tomorrow on the same day. So... Make sure you guys are here. 12 o'clock p.m. Uh, we talk about AEW and some of the toxic fan base. And I, and I also give my Fire Fest preview and predictions for this week weekend's AEW Fire Fest. I will be checking that show out. And that will be a review on that Sunday for the podcast. So um, we'll talk about that on tomorrow. Make sure you guys are here on time. 12 o'clock p.m. 1 o'clock Eastern. That podcast will distribute and this one should be up around five o'clock eastern four o'clock 
four 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 o'clock West Standard Time. So make sure you guys are watching this podcast and give me your thoughts on Super Showdown on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at Cold Train two thousand seventeen. Follow me on Snapchat at Cold Train two thousand seventeen. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, which is in my my bio of my podcast. Yo, I'm on the road to nine hundred subscribers on there. Subscribe there. And give me a favor here on the Anchor and give me a favor on whatever you're listening to, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and etc. No pay promotion today, man. Uh, my, 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 my man, you have been grinding, uh, so but I will have a pay promotion from him uh, later on in the week. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that. I've been your host, Coach, and I hope you all enjoy. Um, and I'll see you guys in my next podcast. We'll be tomorrow as we talk about all elite wrestling. And their fire fast event. See you all soon. Be, uh, remember to be phenomenal or be forgot. Talk to you all later.